Well, welcome to the Elevated Entertainment Podcast. Here we are. Uh, Mac and I have been talking about this for a long time. It happened. Um, and now we're here. And Austin is here I'm, as well. I'm tagging along. So I have a Ricola uh, in my mouth. <laughs> uh, have you been coughing? I so, have COVID. Why are you here? Okay. All right. It's okay. I already had it. I'm, I'm immune. Oh, okay. Um, Herd so, immunity. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're here. Uh, for those of you who do subscribe to the Elevated Entertainment channel, I have not been on for a while. Um, but my thought was uh, do a, like, a long-form podcast. So that will be available on audio full length. And then we're going to split this up into multiple videos on the YouTube channel throughout the week. Um, it's just going to help me to be a little bit more consistent. And before we do that, I want to introduce you to these guys. So, Mac, we'll start with you. You're right here in the middle. And you look great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm tell ecstatic us a little bit about to yourself. be here. What, what, who, who is Mac? Why does Mac like movies? Why well, is when Mac? When you say who is Mac, that really taps into the core of who I am. I'm a philosopher. Um, I'm a thinker. No, um, I actually work at a movie theater. So basically the definition of the, the movie guy, um, I quote movies a lot, uh, mostly horror movies. That's kind of my bread and butter. Yeah, you have, a, you have another channel. I have another channel called Hauntformer where I do Halloween um, videos, horror movie reviews stuff like that i also like other movies and i'm uh, i like writing and writing movies for this guy yep he's my slave that's true so there's another interesting thing about doing this (laughs) (laughs) about doing this pod this podcast oh i will um is you guys are actually you're filmmakers so we're there's trying a little to bit. Be. You're you trying, at least, in our film. That's true. So I'm a filmmaker too. as well. Uh, I was an extra. I'm gonna have to throw up a picture of that. I literally looked yes. like when Shrek human turned Shrek. human. <laughs> in Shrek 2. I got there late, and like all the costumes had already been dispersed, and they just kind of pulled out this shirt and they rubbed it in the dirt, and they're like, "Yes." No, they were literally going behind. Sounds like, about right. I was like, "All right." Um, and the pants were like four sizes too big. That's because our movies are authentic. We make authentic films. You I look, don't know. You that's look real hipster. In the in the movie, yeah, yeah that's what they're like. You got to take your glasses off. And so that was the other thing is if I'm gonna be an extra in a movie where or or act in a movie where I need to not have glasses, I need to get contacts yeah. because I could not see anything. Like, and there's a couple scenes where we're supposed to be running, right? Yeah. And like, it looks like a psychedelic music video. Like, I, I literally, I'm I'm so blind. So we're tripping out on our set. Yeah, it was great. That's we did, so we good. need to figure out the continuity and when Shrek Two takes place to decide if you were actually because the the movie was a western, so maybe it takes place at the same time. As yeah, Shrek Two, I don't think Shrek Two takes place maybe during the Wild West during Puss in Boots. Yeah, maybe during whenever Puss that Boots. was. <laughs> this is gonna be a great show. I know. Uh, so so you do more like tell tell us about yourself. Who's who's Austin? Who's Austin um, Spicer? I'm a guy. Pretending to be another guy. Whoa. No. Um, yeah, I try to make my own films. Keyword try, because I'm always learning. <laughs> but I also am a. I love watching movies. Yeah. You know, love it. Do you have a specific so. genre that's like, this is my favorite? I want to say thriller, but yeah. I. Yeah. Anything, as long as it has like a good story and it's kind of original. 
like puss in boots yeah puss in boots <laughs> or shrek too yeah so okay boom um okay i just i don't i don't make films i just really like movies so um but you're a creative though uh yeah i guess so i mean i do podcasts i so. try to make podcasts yeah uh and um uh, so I'm, I'm trying to think. I actually did a score for a independent short film that was made That's in right. Atlanta. That's right, you did. I did. So um, cool. So I'm on IMDb. You know, I mean, I may not, I, I may not it's be a filmmaker, counts. but I made a score. Um, and what films are you into? Do you like God's Not Dead? I love God's Not Dead. No, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I'm. So I'm not. I don't really watch horror movies, um, and maybe, right. maybe, maybe you know, we'll see what happens as the show goes on because we're going to be watching some movies together, so That's we true. can discuss. Um, so I, I love superhero movies. I know like everybody loves superhero movies. I'm wearing my Marvel shirt today. I acknowledge that I'm not saying they're good, but I'm just saying I enjoy them, even if they're bad. I enjoy them. Yeah. They're like I don't know. I just I love superhero movies, and uh, but as far as like. Probably like thriller, like drama, I guess, type movies. I'm trying to think. I, I can't pinpoint a specific genre, but we're going to talk about yeah. some of our favorite movies in a little bit. So we'll That's get a cool. chance to discuss That's that. Cool. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that we're doing this because I like movies and I like talking about movies. Yeah, same. And so in, any podcast I've ever been involved in, it was just kind of like, these are conversations I'm already having. Why not hit the record button and let other people For join? Sure. So... Yeah. That's what we're doing. Now these people are these poor innocent people are brought in. <laughs> it's their Click choice. Off they now. Can... <laughs> um okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to list two of our favorite films. We're not saying this is like the top, mm. right? Cuz we'll have plenty of chance to keep talking about some of our favorite yeah. movies. But today, I wanted to cover one blockbuster, one that's like a big movie everybody knows about, and one that's maybe lesser known, more falls more in the indie category. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um Mac, we'll start with you again. Ladies first. Well, I do sound like a lady sometimes. Um, <laughs> at least according to the drive-thru people. Um, I didn't know if we should go... Should we go retro here, or do you want me to stay more in like the last 20 years? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just blockbuster and indie. Any era. All right. Um, well, one of my favorite big movies uh, is The Exorcist, which I've talked about a lot on my channel. Um... It was a groundbreaking movie. Uh, actually, both of the movies that I'm going to talk about, both the blockbuster and the indie, I guess, movie, are based off of books. Um, the Exorcist is, like, the quote-unquote scariest movie ever made. Uh, it was made in 1973. Actually, I think both of the movies I'm talking about are from 1973. Mm -hmm. I just realized that. So there's perfect contrast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was a big movie. There's actually footage, if you look up behind the scenes, of when The Exorcist came out, of people fainting in the theater because they were so shocked by the movie, which nowadays you have, like, there's, like, six movies in the theater right now that will probably make you pass out. So how the times have really changed. Yeah, but we've also become desensitized. We don't really care. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, when I saw Boo of Medea Halloween, I passed out four times. <laughs> No, but, but then when you saw Boo too, you were fine. You were ready yeah, at that, that was, point. Yeah, I was desensitized. You didn't care anymore. No, but The Exorcist really is a Marvel of filmmaking. It's, uh, it's Marvel not... filmmaking? Yeah, it's a Marvel was film. Was that the first Marvel film? Yeah, Reagan from The, the Exorcist is, yeah, she's Iron Man's daughter. It's the multiverse. Oh. That's why he's not in the movie, because of the snap. So it actually takes place 
in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, gotcha. it's well, okay. yeah, and we'll talk about the multiverse, but there, yeah, we'll, we'll this is a part of the multiverse. Uh, it's it's not only a really good movie in terms of the filmmaking, but it's also very scary. It's got a good story. I really like it. As for uh, an indie, it's not really indie. It's a lesser known movie. I'm choosing The Wicker Man, which I have advocated for because no one talks about this movie. I think it should be considered one of the great scary movies, and it's not. Uh, it's a British-made movie also from 1973 uh it is a very weird movie and i don't think a lot of people would get it maybe it's just because i like weird movies it's about a um a catholic detective that goes to an island uh to find a missing girl and uh the island is inhabited by weird people i don't want to spoil it because i want the podcast listener to watch the movie but it's very creepy, and it's very similar to The Exorcist in terms of the themes. But for whatever reason, it was very well received. It's actually called The Citizen Kane of Horror Movies, hmm. and um, nobody talks about it. I Have don't you see ever it. seen this? No, but I've heard you You said it's kind of like <clears throat> Midsummer, but like good. It is Midsummer. It, it sounds similar to that premise. Midsummer, I think, took a lot from it, but yeah. it's way better than Midsummer. Yeah. Of course, um, it was the 70s. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just not really discussed anymore, which is sad. I don't know why Christopher Lee is in it. Oh, uh, Count Dooku? <coughs> Sorry, I have COVID. That's okay. Yeah. <coughs> Do you need to get another uh, Ricola? I need to die. <laughs> no, I have a Ricola in my mouth. Oh, gosh. Do you need another one? I might. No, I was going to say... Another one. <clears throat> Count Dooku's in it, and he has said that it's his favorite movie he's been in. How is Attack of the Clones not his favorite movie that he's been in? Yeah. That's offensive. I know. Sad, right? I figured you'd <laughs> he's like crying. <laughs> He's crying. He's crying right now because Christopher Lee didn't like Attack of the Clones. Um, I'm sorry, Christopher Lee. <clears throat> now my throat... Do you want a Ricola? Mm-mm. But you're... Uh, you're about to pull out a recall. It's gonna turn. <laughs> it's gonna turn into a. His bottle's just full of recall. <laughs> <Just cough drops. laughs> Those aren't ice cubes. <laughs> just letting them melt into the water. Delicious. This is um, the Recola podcast. COVID nineteen ASMR. Okay, Sorry, so one of my favorite blockbusters. Yeah. One that I could watch. I mean, it just every time it's great. Um, Interstellar. I still love this movie, right? Okay, so I would say that to Blockbuster because at that point Christopher Nolan was pretty well known. He'd done the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, that's a Blockbuster. Big, big, big budget, but it's not like attached to any IP, which no. is nice. It's just a standalone mm. great movie. Yes. The performances, fantastic. The cinematography, Amazing. it's got some some twist in there and uh, and some deep things to say about humanity and life. Yeah. And the score, oh. That's such score. a great score. So um, it's just a great movie all around. It's one of those movies where, I, where like one of those few movies where I get to the end and I'm like, they didn't need to change anything. That was that yes. was perfect. You that, know? Was, that was one of those movies before I was even into movies. So to yeah. say, I saw that movies in theater and I was like, I have to buy that movie. Yeah. Like that was like the start of my movie collection was that movie. Yeah, 
So no, it's so great. good. It's that's a fantastic movie. Uh, the second film, <clears throat> this will definitely be lesser known, and I'd like to maybe get you guys to react to it sometime. And at at, at first, as I describe it, it's going to sound awful, but that's why I think people should watch it because it's surprisingly pretty good. Gods Aren't Dead too. <clears throat> no, <laughs> it's a movie called The Second Chance, and it stars Michael W. Smith. Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> All right. Oh gosh. This is directed by a guy named Steve Taylor. Steve Taylor's done a couple of movies that have all flown under the radar. And the thing is, they're kind of sort of, I guess you would almost call it indie Christian. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're too um, they're too real for Christians. So it's not you're not going to see him next to God's Not Dead at Lightweight. And that is probably such a great movie oh, because it is real. It's very refreshing because it just, it, yeah, Israel. It's real. It's great because it it's real. Israel. We are. Is, wait, okay. Um, so the... <laughs> The second chance um, is about uh, this mega church where where Michael W. Smith is the the lead worship pastor. Of course, mm-hmm. I forget the Obviously. name of his character. It's been a while, but they like support. It's and and I think the reason I appreciate it is because I grew up in church world. I do still work in church world, so all mm-hmm. of this was like, yeah, this all really happens. It's authentic, and it's and it's, um. And it was just nice commentary on it because, you know, some of it maybe shouldn't be the way it is. But anyway, he's at this mega church, and they, like, a lot of times churches will kind of adopt a church. They'll call it a sister church. Yep. So if it's, especially if it's a mega church, there'll be a church maybe, you know, south side, downtown, somewhere that's, like, not as good, um, like, that has some rough neighborhoods. And they'll just basically, like, adopt that as their sister church. They'll give money to it. They'll offer support where they can kind of take that on as a missions project. So they have this sister church in the inner city. Um, it's an all-black neighborhood with really high crime rates, but that pastor's been there a very, very long time. And they end up asking, basically, the guy complains that, like, you guys have been giving us money, but you don't actually care. Like, you haven't mm-hmm. done anything to... And and they decide they want to send one of their staff over to the church for a few months to help them, like, work on some stuff, and they end up sending the worship pastor, mm-hmm. which yeah. Michael W. Smith. Yeah. So basically, you got this rich guy who works at this big church who's like, all he does is music, right? Like, he's pretty much just a superstar. And he has to go into this inner city um, and help this pastor. But, like, I just, I just really appreciated it because. So, is it like a drama? Yeah, I would say it probably falls in that. And it sounds cheesy as I'm describing it. And then you hear that Michael W. Smith's in the lead role, and you're like, wow, that sounds even worse. He actually does a pretty good job. Um, and wow. I think he fits the role pretty well, because that's what he is, is a megachurch worship pastor. So like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, I think it was easy for him to step into that. But like, So yeah. what makes it not a conventional Christian movie? Um, the way that it depicts... Um, life i mean in 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 the the congregation of this church like the pastor's been there a very long time um he cusses his wife's always trying to get him to stop cussing like it's an ongoing joke throughout the movie um there's you know a a person in their church who's like considering getting an abortion there's uh, a kid that he's trying to keep from joining this gang there's shootings there's you know drugs all this stuff that you normally wouldn't see in a christian movie even though that's the reality of a lot of inner city churches that's what these pastors are dealing with and it shows his faithfulness and having been in that context for such a long time and like kind of contrast the mega church to like this is like really being the hands and feet of jesus in an area that like needs it and uh i don't know 
Um, I just appreciated it because it felt real. Like all of those things, even as I'm describing it, you can be, you can probably imagine because you're used to how Christian movies normally are, how they'd be dealt with in a cheesy way. Mm. You know, even if you are dealing with real topics, it probably botches it because it's a Christian movie and they always make it cheesy. But this yeah. one doesn't. It feels yeah. very authentic, and um, I appreciate that about it. So, so maybe we should watch it sometime because like nobody I'd knows about down. that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of similar. Did you see that for King and Country movie? Priceless. Priceless. Yeah. Yeah. That's what kind of what I thought. I was like, this doesn't feel like a Christian movie. No. It's like a movie with like a just like a good message. Yeah. Like it wasn't like kind of like kind of like just like all made. I don't know what the weir- word is to describe a Christian movie. But you know the bad. The, <laughs> actually bad. Yeah. Um, terrible. The, yeah. Really cheesy. No, I I thought Priceless was yeah. decent. Like, yeah. there's still a lot of stuff about it that I was like, eh. And so this yeah. is, if, if if you saw something to appreciate in that and how it at least broke the mold of typical Christian yeah. movies, then you'd really like this For one. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so. good. Yeah. I mean, because I love The Exorcist, which is my favorite Christian movie. And when, like, she spins her head 360, that really, <laughs> to me, that's just it does, cliche, I, typical I, Christian It, it kinda, does have a good message I in feel it, like though. that's kind of like... You know, I mean, most Pentecostal churches, you know. I mean, that's, kinda. yeah, that scene yeah. actually takes place in a Pentecostal church. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Uh, that's a whole nother thing is eventually one of the episodes, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I've wanted to cover this. But, the Pentecostal um, church? And, and this, no, not Pentecostal church. And, and we may discuss this later, but like secular movies, so Hollywood movies that depict the gospel better than Christian movies do. Because I could list like five of them that are like, not Christian movies that are better Christian movies than Christian movies. Yeah, like Boo 2 of Medea Hollow. Okay, all right, we're done. All right, what are your movies, Austin? Uh, so you were asking for our favorite blockbuster and favorite lesser-known indie movie. In a sense, they're kind of flipped on its head because my favorite movie, which actually was an indie movie and is probably a very popular movie, is Pulp Fiction. Mm. And now it is a blockbuster. And now, I mean, you can mm. consider it because of its box office, but it was – independently funded so it's kind of like it's a cop out Got yeah it's a cop out <laughs> um but i like that movie just because not only because of how it changed cinema going forward is like the dialogue yeah. carries like yeah. the whole movie like it's all dialogue fiction, right, i have and it was okay. the first tarantino movie i saw yeah same here and it's what got me hooked yeah no no there's something about it the first time like if you've never yeah like seen a tarantino movie before and then you see that like just the first 15 minutes, the conversations they're oh, having, you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. And it's yeah. weird because it's got like many plots in it. Mm-hmm. There, you can't like say, what's the plot of Pulp Fiction? No, you, you can't, can't <laughs> say it because there's this story with these characters, this story with these characters, and they all kind of like cross by each other yeah. throughout the movie. So it's really cool. I just love it's so entertaining. No, and like and, some of the plots are introduced like way late into the film. Like, yeah, I think it's it's a while into the movie that Bruce Willis's character. The is end introduced. is like That's the like, beginning. Yeah, and it's like it's, yeah, Bruce Willis shows up like an hour into the movie. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a linear. It, it, somebody took the movie and cut it linear, and mm-hmm. how the events actually happen linear. And it got taken down immediately. Like that's hilarious. Tarantino's yeah. like, no, it's not supposed to be watched that right. way. Like, that's funny. So yeah, that's my you know favorite indie blockbuster. It's a hybrid. The one that many people don't know that was actually a 
blockbuster. It was studio-funded oh, okay. okay. uh, and actually did worse in the box office compared to Pulp Fiction was Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, okay. I love this movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. I know. That really flew under the radar. I don't radar. know anybody that's yeah, seen that's it other than you. That's like, such a great movie. The first, and I watched it because it was on TV, and it ju- like just started. I'm like, all right, I'll try this out. Oh, you watch it on TV? Yeah, I watched it on TV. Wow. That's weird. Like, I didn't I didn't have yeah. any expectations. I've never even heard of the movie. I didn't know when it came out. Oh, gotcha. That's so crazy. And I was watching it. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the story, is it's nonlinear, and it's, like, yeah. it's a, just a solid mystery film. And it gets, like, weird. Yeah. Towards the end really with the whole weird. cult thing and yeah. everything. And that movie. Oh, and Chris Hemsworth is so fun in that movie. <laughs> And that's what I was going to touch on is Chris Hemsworth. It was nice to see him not as Thor or the dumb guy in Ghostbusters or the other dumb guy in MIB International. Like, he's always, like, stupid. And this was kind of cool to see him actually be an actor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And it was – it had me, like – For something for everybody. Yeah. Whether you like a little bit of humor, a little bit of scariness, a little bit of suspense. And John Hamm. Anything John Hamm is in makes me happy. I love him. Yeah, so, he's a cool guy. Yeah, they talked about him being Batman for a little bit. I mm. I would have actually really yeah. liked that. That would have been cool. He would have done well. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. And it's definitely one that flew under the radar. And that's kind of because, like I said earlier, like everybody's talking about the big movies. But yeah. like there are some that are even blockbusters that kind of fly under the radar that are actually really good. And I hope for that sure. we can, like, that's what we can bring to the table in yeah. the YouTube film conversation is talking about some of those movies that people maybe aren't. Yeah. Well, now let's talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's a great segue, right? Um, but the trailer just came out, and everybody's already watched the videos on it and the reactions and this and yeah. that. But, I mean, come on. We're nerds. Yeah. If they don't bring back Toby Maguire, there's no I'm way they're not going to. There's no way they're not going to bring Toby and Andrew. There is. To it. There's I, a way. How how would they? It's not on the IMDb. Why'd you even say Andrew? Who cares? They're, they're bringing both of them back. Yeah. They are, but who cares? If they bring one back. I just back. want Toby to come back. I know. No, yeah, here's yeah, the yeah. thing. I mean, obviously, look, the Amazing Spider-Man movies aren't great films by any means, but I like Andrew I Garfield. know they're bringing Electro back and maybe the Lizard. They're bringing Electro and the Lizard back. Those are both confirmed. Are they going to have the Sinister Six in it? No, that's the idea. So we saw all but the six member in the trailer, okay? Mm-hmm. There's one shot where you see the lightning and the sand. Oh, um, okay. So that's Electro and Sandman. So it's Electro, Sandman, Doc Ock, Green Goblin... The lizard. The lizard. And those were all things we saw hints of in the trailer. So I didn't see the lizard. I'll, I'll show you the shot okay. later. It's, yeah, you it's blink very, you miss it's it. very But you gotcha. see, like, the tail kind of in the background. So, oh, okay. Uh, and, and these are all the original versions, right? Like, this is the version of Sandman from Spider-Man 3. Like, they're bringing... And we know they're not going to do Venom. Because Willem so Dafoe amazing. is coming back as Green Goblin. Oh, thank God. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine that they bring back all these original villains about, and not bring back the Spider-Men that go with them. Like, Yeah, you have to. So then who would be the final villain? Um, I've heard a few theories. I, yeah. I've heard a few theories, too. I'm assuming, like, because you have all these villains from, you know, yeah. the previous movies. It's probably going to be one of Tom Holland's. Vulture. Maybe Vulture. Maybe Vulture or or somehow Mysterio, well, even if it's if they just his hologram. Like, I don't know. I actually heard a theory that it was interesting. I don't know if it's true. But someone said that Doctor Strange acts weird in the trailer. Like mm-hmm. how he causes all this magic to happen, even though he knows it's going to be harmful. Yeah. So there's a theory careless. that he is a villain. 
some villain I haven't heard of. So yeah, there's a villain in the comics called Mephisto, Mephisto and there's yeah. a storyline in Spider-Man called One Day More where basically like Aunt May gets shot and hospitalized because oh, everybody Kingpin. knows that. Oh, that's from Civil War. No, no, no. This is a there's that, but this is a different storyline. This was a little oh, bit older. Oh, she gets shot twice. Yeah. Well, just everybody's shooting at me. But what happens is the <laughs> Peter's identity gets revealed. Yeah. Um, and Aunt, Aunt May gets hurt as a result of it. And so basically Spider-Man goes to Mephisto, who in the Marvel Universe is the devil, and is trying to make a deal to, like, erase this, right? Yeah. And kind of like Tom Holland's going to Doctor Strange to make a deal to, like, erase this, some sort oh. of spell. But in the comics, at that point, Peter Parker was married to Mary Jane. And Mephisto's like, well, you're going to have to sacrifice your marriage. Like you won't be married to Mary Jane if I do this. Oh, yeah. right. so Spider Man does so it. So it's it kind of been this, everything. where he's gonna sacrifice his relationship with MJ. But the thing is, I don't yeah. think Mephisto is a big enough villain for them to put that in the movie. They put like not big. I mean, they made Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they bring in lesser known characters all the time. Yeah. I I think they could do it. Um, I think it might be mysterious. And, and Mephisto's like a big uh, Doctor Strange villain as well. And oh. I think this is leading into Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So I think there's some merit to that. Um, That'd be smart. And, and then Sam Raimi's doing it make more sense. And to Sam Raimi's doing the, the next Doctor. Yeah. I'm I'm just telling you, like, I'm excited about this, but also how it's going to tie into the new Doctor Strange. I think Doctor Strange is one of the more underrated um, Marvel characters, and I actually really like his movie, his solo movie. The I first actually Doctor like Strange. him in the other movies that aren't his solo movie. Did you not like uh, Doctor Strange? It was fine. It was a little. Um, I don't know what the word would be. It's like very Eastern. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. It, I don't know. It just didn't feel as like marvel to me. It yeah. felt weirder. But I, maybe that's why I Is liked it. Is that a it. bad thing though? <laughs> maybe that's why I liked it. <laughs> like, I liked how like it almost looked like Inception with all the buildings yeah. flipping. and like. I haven't seen it. Cool. I mean that part Still. was cool. The ending I kind of like with so. uh, Dormammu. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should you should. I know. It's been it. on my watch list. Because it's it's, it's actually pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and but no, and, and in Infinity War, like he really stuck out to me. Like I'm right, like, I liked him in that a whole lot more. Um, so anyway, um, I do think that it's potential that maybe he's it's a villain disguising as Doctor Strange, or it's Whether Vulture, Mysterio. Yeah. So how would that happen though? How would he be the bad guy? Like, does what? What's the bad guy's name? Mephisto. Mephisto. The devil. Satan. Yeah. Does he look like Doctor Strange? Like, well, no, but he can disguise, disguise himself. himself as that because oh, he's okay, so Satan. that makes that's sense. That's why I thought it might have been Mysterio again, like tricking. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, and that's, that's another possibility. And I and so there's part of me that from a Doctor Strange perspective thinks maybe Mephisto, but from Spider-Man, like, Mephisto's never been a member of the Sinister Six. He's not a Spider-Man villain. So it wouldn't Unless really make sense. Unless he's a chameleon. Well, they set that up at the end of Homecoming, right? And never really paid it off. What, chameleon? Yeah. Or scorpion. That was scorpion. Oh, scorpion. That was scorpion. I don't... Uh, whatever. Chameleon's the one that changes his appearance. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm. But that's just a dude in a mask. So who knows? Honestly, I think it'll probably be Vulture. I think that would be the most... I mean, if you're bringing back all these original villains to fight the Spider-Man, and yeah. then you have Tom Holland's Spider-Man, why not bring back his first villain? You know, like... That's fair. I think, and I, I love Michael Keaton. He's wonderful. Yes. So, Michael Keaton with Willem Dafoe. Well, oh, and, and you hear the Willem Dafoe laugh when the bomb yeah. like, he falls shows on there, up. You're like, like, oh man! And and it's the exact same bomb from the Sam Raimi yep. movies. And then Doc Ock. Yeah, uh, that's cool. And they de-aged him, but it looked good. They de-aged yep. him, and I think that also points to like this isn't just them bringing the actor back, right? 
Like, you see J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson at the end of Far That's the only weird thing. Home, so right? is that the J.J.J. I don't from think so. the Sam Raimi? I think... How are they going to explain that? Is he just going to look exactly the same in both dimensions? Well, you know I, what I, mean? I like, don't know if either of you have seen Loki, but that deals with a lot of the multiverse stuff. I um, haven't. The Loki series. I probably should. And so, yes, there are, like... So in each multiverse, there's, like, a version of, of yourself, essentially, yeah. is the concept and they call them variants, mm-hmm. and some of them do look the same as you, some of them look very different, so that's why, you know, you could have, you know, Peter, you know, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, they're all Peter Parker, and they're universes, but they all look different, yep. and there's probably another universe where one still looks like Tom Holland, whatever, so, like, oh. I think it's very possible. Well, in in the theory <clears throat> of the multiverse, there's infinite, infinite yeah. possibilities. So, like, you see a Loki that looks just like Loki, but then you also meet a Loki that's a girl, and you also meet a Loki that's a crocodile, like... The show's really oh, weird. Right, it right, it right. gets kind of funky. But um, yeah. that sets up a lot of what happens in this. So I mm. think, not that I, I feel like you need to watch it to understand it, but, it but it, for me, I'm, I'm yeah. taking that into context when I'm going into this movie. And Doctor Strange literally said, the multiverse is a concept. I'm like, he, they said multiverse. They're doing Spider-Verse. Yeah. If Toby, if Toby and Andrew aren't in it, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to riot. Yeah, and, and they've talked a lot of people about are. with Sam Raimi being back, like maybe this could lead into a proper Spider-Man four, mm. like back That'd in his universe. Yeah. Um, which I'd be, I'd, I don't know. They should just make the one that they were supposed to make. Yeah, with which I uh, think was actually supposed to have Vulture in it. It was, and it was who 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 was gonna play him? I forget now. And and Black Cat. I don't care about that, but you know, it was I'd gonna be good. Anyways. So anyway. Toby Maguire, love yep. the guy. Now, if this is going to be a spinover crossover with um, Sam Raimi movies, does that mean Bruce Campbell's going to be in the new Spider-Man? I don't know <clears throat> that he's going to be in the Spider-Man movie, but he is—he's definitely going to be in Doctor Strange. That's true. Because that's a Sam Raimi-directed movie. That's true. You know, that um, means Bruce Campbell will be canon in Marvel. Yeah, what a blessing. Good. It's time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about you, but I, I felt super nostalgic seeing some of that stuff at the end of the trailer. I the was bomb? Like, yeah. I was like, when the bomb showed up, I'm like, yeah. Because I used to have a little toy one. And I and I hope that they don't show Toby in any of the, the marketing. I hope not. That would really kind of mess it up. Yeah. Like, show I the honestly, villains, I right? honestly don't think they should have even shown that stuff. That like Dr. teaser? Octopus. That was supposed to be a teaser. That showed, yeah, like, the whole thing. They what, they what's going to happen? Marvel don't show any more. Yeah, yeah, that needs to be it. I don't That's want it. any Listen more marketing. The Here's the thing: everybody notes. was already going to go see it anyway. Yeah. They, they probably could have gotten away without releasing. They any don't trailer. need the market. Yeah. Really, they're just like, all right, Spider-Man's You're right, out. Though, if they show Boom. any of the other Spider-Mans, it would defeat the reaction. Yeah, and so I'm trying. Just, to, I'm trying to stay away from stuff until it comes out. Don't now. even show us Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Even though that's and I think you know, I think the, the reason they for. chose to show Alfred Molina, Doctor Octopus, is because he had already revealed in an interview that he was coming back and that they were de-aging him, oh. and he wasn't supposed to, but he did. Because um, I don't know, he's he's older. He probably isn't <laughs> like even thinking about any of that. Yeah. Just, they true. interviewed him. He's like, oh yeah, I just was on Spider Man recently, and so everybody already knew that because yeah. that Variety interview that had come out. So I feel yeah. like they were like, well, we can show this in the trailer because and Doctor Octopus is out. like maybe the most famous Spider-Man villain, so it was... A pretty good... iconic. I, I, yeah. I think him and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin are probably yeah. on the same level. No, I, I mean in, like, the comic world. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean. I just hope they use Willem the Dafoe's original better, theme oh, from the yeah. Spider-Mans. If they work that in there, I'll be happy. Too. So, 
I don't know about you guys, but I think probably the similar reason for all of us that like that's so nostalgic is like I I grew up on the Toby Spider-Mans. Yeah, those were Same like there. so. My first superhero movie was Christopher Reeve's Superman. Okay, mm-hmm. throwback. But then my first like modern superhero movie that like actually came out when I was alive was Spider-Man Two. I actually saw the second one first. I saw them out of order. And it was also, I remember it very distinctly because it was the first PG-13 movie I was allowed to watch. And I was super Whoa. excited about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a living big, on the edge. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> and uh, I remember watching with my dad and my brothers. And I was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. I loved it. And sure. uh, I think the first two still hold up for me. The third one's a little rough, but I still love it. Cause I still love the third yes. one. I remember collecting the Burger King toys when they came out. Yeah. That was like the first movie I was ready to see in theaters. Yeah. Like, I was, like, prepared. Yeah. And Toy Story 3. That wasn't that long ago. <laughs> that was No, like that was Toy two... Story 4. Yeah, but Toy Story 3 was, like, 2010. Yeah, yeah I know. So you weren't... How old would you have been? Like, 12? Oh, oh, too old. <laughs> I'm going to go see my first movie. <laughs> I was just excited for it. 12 years old. That was I'm going to go see Toy Story. <laughs> I was actually, I'm, I'm the I same age as I am right now going to see Toy Story. I still haven't seen the new That's one. That's not as way. bad as going, being forced to go see Tangled in theaters with all your brothers. Hey, at least Tangled's Tangled was great. better than Frozen. It was kind of embarrassing, though. It was all it was all girls, the whole mm, theater. You just get over yourself. I, that was a great movie. I, I liked it. I liked it. Movie. Have you seen Toy Story 4? No, I haven't. Haley keeps telling me. I'm like, I don't know. So... All three were good, but yeah. the fourth one... I have mixed feelings about it, because, the, one, the trailers look stupid. I mean, it looked yeah. dumb as heck. And then... I was like, also, the third one wraps it the up third, so perfectly. Yeah, I was just going to say, the it third does. one ends perfectly. There's no need to open it back up. You don't need anything. What, what different... What can they bring to the table that's different in that movie? Maybe right. we should do a... Did you watch it, it yet? Huh? Did you did watch you it? Watch oh, yeah, no, I've seen it. Oh. So so here's, here's, what I, here's what I'll say. I was pleasantly surprised. This was yeah. like the the Toy Story sequel that I didn't know I needed because I thought, I mean, gotcha. they wrapped everything up really great. <clears throat> this really, I feel like maybe they should have made it more of a spinoff and not even called it Toy Story 4 because you have your yeah. Toy Story trilogy. It really focuses a lot on Woody. It's a Woody movie. Like, oh, okay. the other characters are not even in it that much. Like, I was actually surprised is how much Buzz, Buzz, Buzz is in it, but barely. Like, wow. they really, it is a Woody movie. And it kind of wraps up his story. I think it did a good job of like, sure, we wrapped everything up nicely, but here, like, for our main character, here's some things that still need to be revolved. And there's actually some moments that are kind of, you know, those classic Pixar moments that kind of get you. That's I, good. I liked it. Yeah. I, I would say. Right, I'll watch it. It's pretty decent. Hmm. And it has music from The Shining in it. That's true. There's so that means And the fourth one? Yeah. yeah. So that means it's canon in The Shining verse. So. Here, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with all the Spider-Man stuff, right? Because the, there was um, a couple years ago, there was like right after Far From Home came out, it was like Marvel doesn't have the rights to Spider-Man anymore. Sony's taking it back, right? And everybody's That's freaking right. out. They're yeah. like, oh, was Spider-Man's out of the MCU. They're done. Yeah. Okay. And they were also announcing like all of their Sony solo films, like they came out with Venom with Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. And they had a bunch of other ones in the works, and they were all about the villains. And it's like, well, you can't do that without Spider-Man. It's like, oh, we're taking him back. He's ours. And then they randomly announced, they're like, oh, no, we're going to make Spider-Man 3 together. We're buddies again. Okay. 
And I think probably part of that conversation was Sony trying to negotiate so they could figure out what they could get out of it, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of different directions it could go now. Because at this point, if they wanted to bring Tobey Maguire and or Andrew Garfield back and continue their franchises, they could. And they could have that going on in another universe while yeah. MCU keeps Tom Holland. Um, so it's a win-win. Yeah. So, For yeah. Them. There's there's some possibility there, and I kind of feel like maybe that's part of part of what that deal was about. But I'm also confused because Venom happened, and there was no direct connection to the MCU. I really, I was just about to say, I really want to see um, the Tom Hardy Venom, yeah, make a crossover with the Spider-Man, with yeah, Tom Holland or with any of them. Because I actually was really surprised. I really enjoyed Venom. I, I did too. I thought it was. And a I fun thought movie. it was gonna suck. I thought it was a fun movie, and they're working on the sequel, and then there's... Did you see it yet, Austin? All right, we'll watch it. It's good. I really liked it. Maybe we can watch it when, like, the second one's going to come out. Yeah, the second one looks good. Your dad's in it. So, (laughs) your dad's in it? I always joke his dad kind of looks like Woody Harrelson. Oh. Oh, That's my dad. Uh, so, so, and then the other one they're talking about is like Morbius, which is like Jared Leto playing a vampire. Like I, this is like a very little known Spider-Man yeah. villain, but yeah, they had a trailer for it. About Morbius. But here's where I'm going to get, here's where it gets confusing. There's two things that popped up in that trailer that like, because what the thought was that that was a part of the Venom continuity, right? It's not. Well, I, I don't know. I'm very it's confused where they're going continuity. with it. No, no, because what, what, there's two things that happened in the trailer. One you see a poster of Spider-Man in the background when he's like walking through an alley hmm. and it's got the word murderer spray painted on it. And of course at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, he's framed for murdering Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, continuity-wise that makes sense in, you know, Tom Holland Spider-Verse. But it's the Sam Raimi Spider-Man on the poster. It's literally the Sam Raimi Spider-Man on so the poster. So were they introducing the multiverse back then or like kind of Hinting to it? No, because the movie like, hasn't come out yet. We just saw yeah, a bunch I of know. stuff in the trailer that we're like, what's I, happening? I didn't even know that was a Marvel movie because yeah. I didn't know that was a character. So you until, see, yeah, so you yeah. see that poster and it's the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and then at the very end of the trailer, Michael Keaton's Vulture comes out and is like recruiting Morbius to some oh, yeah, team, right. right? So you're like, Michael but Keaton's that's that's it. the that's the Tom Holland villain. So I'm I'm very yeah. confused about what and and like let's say. That Venom and Morbius, like, maybe they take place in the Tobey Maguire verse, but that doesn't make sense because we've already seen Venom and Eddie Brock, played by Topher Grace from that 70s show. When did that movie, when was that movie made? Um, Morbius? Yeah. It's not even out yet, is it? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's supposed to come out at the end of this year. I don't but know. then the it got pushed out. They got yeah. 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 Um, so it would have come out this October, and then it got mm. pushed. And so I think it was made like I mean in the past couple of years. Yeah. Definitely. So I don't even know if they knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yet. I don't think they did. They just found a clip art and of Spider-Man <laughs> on that poster. And so a lot of people thought, well, like it looks like anybody could have made this this uh, poster. Maybe that's just a fun nod. You know, maybe this does take place in the Tom Holland yeah. continuity, but it's just kind of a fun nod to yeah. the old Spider-Man movies because somebody went on their computer and made Venom a little... just seems a lot darker. That the, whatever universe the Venom movie is in just seems more like nihilistic and darker than the the bright marvel-y yeah. disney verse. I, I feel like there's a way you could, sh- like... You exp- could fit it. Yeah. I feel like you could explain how Venom took place. I almost like, think Venom would fit better in the Andrew Garfield verse. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they haven't introduced you know Venom in that universe yet, so you could maybe pull that, that universe off. could use a good villain. It could, <laughs> and a good director. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see like an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie because there are elements of it that I'm like, I see where this could have been good. No, it could have been good. They just, I don't know. I didn't like the lizard first off. Like, that's not the lizard. He wants to turn everybody into lizards. But why do you look like that? You look like a like a. <laughs> I don't know, like a Mr. Clean. <laughs> like, the lizard looks like an alligator guy. Yeah. Like, don't, come on. I know they're like, this is realistic. I'm like, it's a guy turning into a lizard. Don't make it realistic. Just make it cool. Yeah. You know. That's why I always like the Sam Raimi movies, because he's like, didn't try to make it realistic. He's like, there's Green Goblin flying around on a glider. Like, it's already, it's already goofy as it is. Just make it cool. Yeah. And it did. It worked. Yep. Green Goblin flying around on his glitter. Yep. There's a, With pumpkin the, bombs. The, the the butler that comes to James Franco to tell him that the glider that killed Your his father. father. He says glitter. He he doesn't even pronounce glider right. No, he right. says glitter? The yeah. glitter. He's like, the glitter that flew through your father. Oh, my God. Maybe that's why Spider-Man's a murderer in the on the posters, because it's James Franco made that poster. That's true. It could be that, you know... Who knows? Spider-Man but then why is Michael Keaton there? Because he's Michael Keaton. It's true. He's actually from the Beetlejuice verse. <laughs> or he's Batman. <laughs> it's Batman crossover. Did you ever realize that? That the scene where Michael Keaton is talking to Tom Holland in the car from Homecoming? That's Batman talking to Spider-Man? Yeah, basically. That's a great scene. I actually... Yeah, that's like I, the best I, scene from that movie. Yeah. No, I the j- just the part where he opens the door like to to pick her up for the prom and it's it's Michael Keaton. Yeah, because I, I I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. I was that yeah. was actually like that I was, was a like, good surprise. Oh, well, because that's that like a low things. stakes twist. Yeah, like, usually movie twists are like plot changing. This is just like, oh, yeah, that you're just like oh, oh the last twenty minutes are gonna be kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, yeah, no, I, you know, the Tom Holland ones are decent, but Toby's always going to be the best. For sure. Amen. I like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. That was pretty cool. Jake Gyllenhaal is a great Mysterio is actually yeah. my favorite Spider-Man villain, like, comic-wise. Were you satisfied with how they portrayed him? Uh, very. That's good. The scene where um, Mysterio gets shot, and then um, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury shows up, mm. and then he actually is Mysterio again. Like it was another yeah. projection. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then Spider-Man backs up and gets hit by a train. That's great. That's like right out of a comic book. That was perfect. That's exactly yep. what I wanted as a Mysterio fan. Even though movie-wise, um, Willem Dafoe, I just call him Willem Dafoe because Green Goblin is yeah. my favorite in the movies. Yeah, same here. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. What a man. What a guy. From the lighthouse. I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh yeah. He's he's Willem Dafoe. Has Just to watch, watch it. it. Yeah. It's so weird. He screams a lot in Old English. That's nice. Yeah. Does good at it, too. And I haven't seen The Florida Project, but Austin says it's oh, really good. Oh, is that a Willem Dafoe movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he- in Orlando. Yeah. He plays the they property. They filmed it in Orlando. Yes. Yeah, they filmed it in Orlando. Dude, if you watch that, if you're from Florida and you watch that, and you've ever been to Disney, you'll like connect with it. It's like got the vibes. Yeah. Down packed of Orlando. Like, and it does Willem Dafoe play a good Florida man? Willem Dafoe <laughs> so is Florida. He plays a property manager, I believe, at that this like a motel. Is he a Florida man property manager? 
No, he's like the good guy oh, okay. in the character in the movie. So I've never Man seen Willem Dafoe play a good guy. I know. You know. Yeah, he plays a very no, he good was, guy. He, he was plays himself Platoon. basically. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Platoon. He's a good guy. Platoon. What other Good movies are, is Will Dafoe in? Oh, he was in that that um, movie um, where he plays that demon, the book with the book on Netflix. Yes. It's based off the anime. Death Note. Death that Note. was great. He he was CGI'd for that, but it was good. But it was so. Now good. the people who like the anime hate the movie. Yeah, but, but I haven't watched the anime. Take the anime away. It's a still good movie. Like it's. Have you seen that? No. It's about. Is it still on Netflix? He, isn't the concept anyone he name he writes in the book they die? Yeah, you can write um yeah names of people and how they die, and then it'll happen. And then it will happen. And the demon who owns the book is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I forgot. The and he kind of name, like but... you know is like the voice in this guy's head the whole movie. Mm-hmm. That's really good. It's Willem Dafoe. Very creepy his character. Yeah, like, that was a good movie. Yeah, Netflix. You guys want to go see Paw Patrol? Yeah. You know you what's funny? You haven't seen it? <laughs> so I have this weird thing. Maybe movie fans out there will get this, but I just find this really funny. I listen to movie soundtracks a lot. And you've been listening to the Paw Patrol soundtrack. Well, I was listening to the Paw, because I work at the theater. <laughs> I was listening to the Paw Patrol soundtrack. If you took it out of context, it sounds like a really intense, like the, the music score, because a lot of movie scores are generic. Yeah. The movie score sounds like something that would be in like a Marvel movie. It's like dun, 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 What? But then when you put it in context, it's like the Paw Patrol saving a kitten in a tree. Yeah. But it's so hype that it sounds like the world's about to end. I want to see it. <laughs> we should probably turn this off. But uh yeah. look, we did it. We did our first podcast. First yeah. So I don't know how frequently we're gonna do it or what we're gonna do next, but we'll uh, once a year at least. Yeah, once a year. Well, that's we'll about what my subscribers like are this. used to. Give so. this video three likes, and we'll make another podcast. <laughs> 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 one like for each of us. So if it gets two, you'll never see five it. likes. I'll like do a backflip. And uh, look, <laughs> no, but seriously, back. if there's any movies that you want us to cover or topics that you'd like us to cover, then we might do them. So suggest them in the comments. We might? That's so <laughs> non-assuring. You just left. Bye, Connor. <laughs>